when brands send you product, try it, people. <laughs> like, I understand, like, you want to finish. Like, for me, I definitely finish product before I, you know, go into the next one because it doesn't make sense, especially for skincare. Like, why do I have 10 concealers or 10 foundations open at the same time or 10 cleansers, like it's unnecessary and it's wasteful. So I actually take my time to go through the product and Mm. use it and see how I like it. And that makes my content more organic because then when I'm getting ready on Instagram stories or I'm posting a video of myself doing hair, you're seeing me use those products that were gifted to me. You're seeing me reoccurringly use it. And it's like, oh, she really likes it or dang, her hair turned out really nice. Yay, we are live. Just gonna wait for some people to join. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday the 13th. Friday. Finally, end of the week. Feels like a short week, kind of, because a lot of people had the day off. But we have a very special guest today. Awesome. Some people are joining. Hey, everybody. Hello, hello. Thanks for joining. We are filming, recording episode 11 with Tanisha. I'm spilling the tea, and we're just gonna be waiting for her to join. Awesome. Hi, everybody. Hey, everybody that's on the live. My name is Kathleen. I'm the community manager with Local Laundry. We are going to be recording a Spilling the Tea episode with Tanisha, and we're just waiting for her to request to join. We're going to get her on the live, talking about influencer trends, her work as an influencer, her work with us on our last Giving Garments campaign. There she is, waiting. I'm like, I feel like I need to do like the drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. Drum roll, drum roll. I'm so nervous. Don't be nervous. Everyone's very friendly. No, you're not. (laughs) Oh my God. Look at all these people joining. Hello, everybody. We've got, so all of our new joiners, we are recording an episode of Spilling the Tea and we got Tanisha joining us and Tanisha is a digital content creator, influencer, a marketer. She also has a full-time job, which we won't disclose. But she does all the things. She's got a podcast of her own. She's a TikTok babe. And I'm super excited to have her on Spilling the Tea today. And we're going to spill all kinds of tea with her. So welcome, Tanisha. Let's have you do a little introduction of who you are, what you're all about, and what you do. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. (laughs) I'm Tanisha Terry. I am a lifestyle content creator slash concept creator. I like concept better than content. You know, we're always evolving the influencer name. I am based here. We'll get into that. Yes. I was like, we're going to unpack that. (laughs) I'm based here in Calgary, Alberta, born and raised. I'm a black girl, if you haven't noticed. (laughs) And pretty much I use my platform to create a safe space for marginalized women, specifically black women like myself, to come for advice, to have that girl chit chat, to learn how to, and just to inspire them to, you know, live their best life. We're all about that magic over here, so. We need it. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm super pumped. Can we just unpack that really quickly? Concept creator. Yes. So my friend, don't you? So my friend Carly has a podcast and she did a recent episode with Kate Mob, who is in New York. She was on um, Spilling Tea. Your girl Carly? Oh my gosh, I haven't listened to that. It's not out yet. It's not, it's not, okay. It's still in the works, (laughs) but I'm obsessed with her. I think I told her that like a million times on the, on the show. I was like, she's been a blessing in my life. She's amazing. So she did an episode on her podcast with Kate Mob, um, who's all about marketing and she's based in New York. And she was talking about how influencers need to 
transition from content creators to concept creator and focus more on storytelling Mm -hmm. when they're producing content as well as posting it. And that's the vibe I've been into. So now I just have like a name to add to it because if you notice, there's been a transition in my captions, the things I'm talking about in my stories, and it's just information that's just more relatable to Mm -hmm. the people that are consuming it. You know, it's great to put up a photo and slash an emoji on there, but I like to talk, but I want people talking back to me. So it's all about storytelling for me and what's happening in my life because that's what people can connect with. Right. Totally. And really valuing that transparency, like you said, having that open dialogue, two-way communication. So how are you implementing that like in the content on your like personal Instagram? Are you like asking questions, asking people to comment? Are you just like having vulnerable, maybe like more sharing type of stories or content? Like what does that look like for you specifically? I'm just sharing more about myself. So for example, I'm doing, I have a campaign happening right now with Vista Prince with their customized holiday cards. And so that's been exciting. And for me, you know, to some people may just be another sponsored post, but a lot of people don't know that for the last, I can't even think how many years because I've been doing it so long. Mm -hmm. But every year I always send out holiday cards to my friends and family. So I either, like, you know, it changes up. I remember one year, probably two years ago when I first moved into this apartment or three years ago, I did, like, gift bags for, like, all my new influencer and blogger friends, stuff like that. Just, like, little things that I love and just personalized cards and stuff like that. And it's funny because when I posted it, one of my friends from high school, she's like, oh, my gosh, I still have one that you sent me a few years ago. And I'm just like, I love that. And the story behind that is that, I love cards. I have every single card that has ever been given to me. Most of them are at my mom's house in a box, but I keep every single card because I'm sentimental like that and a lot of people don't know that about me. So I hold on to these cards and, you know, when I got to the age where I can sit here and send out cards to people, I do because I feel like we don't see that anymore where people are sending out actual regular mail. So -hmm. it's nice to go to your mailbox and not see a bill. (laughs) And you have this card. Yeah, and then a handwritten card it's just like it's so much more personable because you're like you know this person took the time to write your name add this message to make you smile and they put it in the mail so that's something I do so it was nice to collaborate with Vista Prince on this because I'm like well I was going to send out cards anyways and now they get one with my picture on it <laughs> yeah. and it's a lot of work to like figure out where people live like their specific address and like postal codes like that is Literally. a lot of work like when's the last time someone's mailed something like you had to go buy stamps you know I know <laughs> like how much like, are stamps what is a stamp <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the generation like Gen Z is gonna be like what's mail and mail is where Amazon and, comes from right <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly and it's funny because on like reality shows and stuff like that you see like the Kardashians like they always do their holidays cards and stuff like that where they get have yeah. this big photo show. But this is something they've been doing for decades and decades before even their TV show. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see those things, but people for some reason don't connect that we can do that too, normal everyday people. Yeah. So it was nice to share that on my platform that like, this is something I already do. This is my experience with Vista Prince. I customize it. It's a photo of myself. I changed the season's greetings to like, you know, happy holidays from a social distance because to play on what's happening wow. right now. And then it's also a picture of me in my bed, in my pajamas with my laptop, because like that's been my home office for the last few months. Oh my God, that is so clever. So you really are matching like the con, there we go. We're coming back. Concept. Love it. Yes, exactly. And the concept is I love to send out cards every year. Vista Prince happens to be the person I'm collaborating with and I made it more personable. I use what's happening right now to Mm -hmm. all of us. Mm -hmm. And hopefully this makes my family and friends smile. So 
totally more of that. We need just yes. a nice smile at the mailbox. I just love that when you're holding something, you're just by yourself and grinning. You're just like, I'm just literally smiling by myself. <laughs> literally. It's funny because I shot the second part of the campaign earlier, like over the weekend with my photographer. And it was so funny because he's like, okay, what are we doing? Cause I never tell him beforehand. I'm like, we're just shooting this day. And oh, I was like, okay, well, suspense. we're going I do. And he, it drives him totally crazy. So then we are downtown. I'm like, okay, we need to find one of those real red mailboxes. He's like a red mailbox. What are you talking about? Like, oh my God, I was like, do you know the mailbox? He doesn't live downtown. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I point out one and he's like, oh, okay. And then we just started seeing them everywhere. And it was funny because like, these are roads I walk down all the time. Cause I live in a work downtown. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I never noticed we had so many of these outdoor mailboxes. <laughs> I know. I never go. I'm from, I live like in the South. So I like, I never go downtown. So I, I would be like your photographer being like, what? But that is super cool. I love that you've intertwined them in this campaign. So as we're kind of talking about that, like a lot of other influencers, like you mentioned before, Carly has been on the podcast. I've had Rachel Anthony been on the podcast. Another Edmonton I was just talking to her this morning. I, I love Rachel. Her. Yeah. And Chelsea Glasgow, who's out of Edmonton. And so a lot of the content that we are like the sort of our a lot of the conversation, I was like, content, copy, conversation. That's where I wanted to get to. Conversations we've been having is talking about like how influencers are partnering with their brand partners and really like the underlying reason of why. And every single time the same answer has been because it has to relate to my brand values or my personal values and it has to remain authentic. Do you agree with that as well? A hundred percent. It has to make sense. I think the one good thing I love about my online community, and I love to call them my community because that's really what it is. I feel like with an audience, you're talking to them. And as I mentioned earlier, I am a chatterbox. I like to keep the conversation going. So you got to give me something. I want y'all talking amongst each other. But yeah, it has to make sense because they know what's happening in my life because I show them every day on Instagram stories and we kiki in the DMs. So they know like, girl, what are you talking about? Like, huh? It has to make sense. sense. Right. Exactly. And when brands reach out to me, if when I see that email And I can't think of a caption. It's so funny because I was watching a live yesterday with Hyatt Rita, who is an influencer based out of Chicago, but she's also a creative strategist at Instagram. And she, you know, you always got to do your research and find these people. (laughs) Never stops. She was saying that if a campaign comes to you and you can't think of like a story behind your caption, like just off of that initial email, pass. Like, don't sit here and try to drum up something because now you're trying to manufacture something. So that's something that I'm like, oh, that's actually so true or a different way to think of it. So now when I'm going through my inbox and I'm getting these partnerships that are coming to me, or even if I'm doing an introduction email to a brand and I'm sharing with them like what your brand means to me, there's always a story behind. And if there's not, then I don't need to be entertaining it. Totally. And that saves time for you too. And just from like a time management perspective. So much, so much time. Like I don't have the whole caption, but it's just like, you know, when Vista you know immediately. Talk, yeah. I'm like, Oh, I already send out holiday cards. Like that's mm-hmm. the gem there. You know, mm-hmm. like I have other, a few other campaigns or like the ongoing Strongbow one that I have where I'm just like, Oh, we're creating experiences. Like I love getting together with my friends, but like, I haven't had the chance. We love watching housewives when they have these dinner parties. My God. <laughs> have you watched was- real housewives of Salt Lake yet? No, I'm refusing to. It's like I'm over it. My friend, Dion, like we are both into Housewives and he sends me all the DMs of like what's happening behind the scene. And it's funny because he keeps sending me about stuff about Salt City or whatever. And I'm just like, I'm not interested. Stop sending me this. Uh (laughs) Like my plate is full. 
<laughs> I mean, there's so many. Sorry, I totally derailed you, but I was just watching it last night and I was like, nobody, I'm like obsessed with the housewives. I don't know. It's just a guilty pleasure. I no watch all of say. them now. I don't watch that all one. Them. Well, I'm saying it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Sorry, but you were talking. Okay. Oh, wait. <laughs> Sometimes I'm late on to a few of them. Like New York, I only just got into during quarantine. I had never watched it before. I watched all the other ones and now I'm like, girl, where were you? For me, New York is at the top. And then I'm going to say like Beverly Hills, like Lisa Vanderpump. I don't know. And then like Vanderpump Rules, the offshoot. Like, yes. We don't know if they're coming back next season though. I know. I mean, they're all pregnant. So like it has to be probably like the new generation. I'm like, I need some new like drama. I need yeah. like a, an, the OG Stassi Schroeder to come back. You know, it's so funny. I have her book, but I kind of don't want to read it because I'm like, girl, you're anti. I don't really know how I feel about mm-hmm. you. <laughs> I know, I saw that. So you're like, you know what? Cut it loose. Gotta go. Bye. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so let's keep diving into some of these questions. I totally, like, I build out these briefs and I try and make them so professional. And then we get on the line and we're just talking about Real Housewives. I'm like, okay. I did want to ask you, so like you're saying that your inbox is, is always, you know, you've always got messages, people like prospecting you or wanting to work with you and that sort of thing. Do you find that you're getting more and more inquiries? Like as kind of COVID is happening, as influencership has kind of like been built out in the marketing strategy within brands, do you find that you've had more inquiries lately than say like last year? Well, let me tell you this. I have surpassed how much I have made in all my sponsored campaigns in the last two years in this, the last six months. Really? So I want to say, I feel like I've made three or four times more. So for me during quarantine, it's definitely picked up. First of all, because a lot of brands, like their budget has opened, like they had to change a lot of things. You know, at the beginning of the year, brands already know what they're launching for the year. They already know their prospects. They have an idea of who they want to reach out to. But a lot of brands, you know, in the last few years, we've seen the trends of brand trips, more activations, in-store stuff, you know, dinners and all that stuff and all that all of that had to put to a stop. So right. now they've had to switch out the like the product still came out, but they had to switch out how they launch things. Mm-hmm. So with that happening, I definitely jumped on the opportunity of putting myself out there a lot more. And then with Black Lives Matters happening, everybody wants to amplify a black creator. And I'm just like, well, here I am. Let's see if you're going to put your money where your black box is, okay, and see what's happening. Totally. So I took that time to definitely reach out to all the PR companies that I know in Canada and the U.S. because I do work with both Canadian and U.S.-based brands. And I just sent out introductory emails. So a lot of them didn't know who I am. We're not mm-hmm. offended by that, but here mm-hmm. I am now. Yeah. And I let them know, like, I'm ready to work. I sent out those pitch emails. So some of them, they're like, yeah, we have stuff happening right now or something coming up. And some of them were like, we don't have anything, but we'll definitely consider you for future partnerships. My way of pivoting that is what I would do is I would then schedule Zoom meetings with them to get on the phone and share more about myself just because an email, I don't remember what I said in an email this morning, okay? But if I have a Zoom call with you and how we're kicking and we're getting to know each other and we're talking about how we both love housewives and what's happening and how the pandemic has been treating us, that conversation is memorable. And at the end of it, you're like, oh, that person's really cool. Or now I know the story of why they want to work with our brand. It's not just because they want to work with us and it's memorable. So then when an opportunity does come up, they're like, I got the girl. I remember. Yeah. So that's what's been happening is for me is that 
a lot of the brands that are reaching out to me are a result of PR companies that I had already touched base with months ago that didn't have anything or word of mouth. And then also people who I've been, I started following because I do follow a lot of PR reps and people like that, brand owners. So you know, they watch what you're doing online. They want to see how active you are, how engaged your community is, and they're paying attention. So a lot of the partnerships I've been getting have been circled back to those introductory conversations. Very cool. So you're taking the time behind the scenes to sort of like plant those seeds, send those introductory emails, have those conversations, and just sort of like keep watering it as well as at the same time. Exactly. Push out your own content, be true to you, whoever you are, have those conversations, build that community. I mean, that's so powerful because that you can already mm-hmm. see it. Like you said, you're making three to four times the amount in the last six months as you did the previous two years. Like that is huge. That is huge. Yeah, it's been really great. And the other thing is like that being able to diversify my content because, you know, I have had more like hair company, makeup and skincare. Like if you, anybody that follows me on my stories, they know how much skincare PR I've been getting. It's been ridiculous. Oh, really? And yeah, it's been so much. So for me, it's great. And I take my time to use it because some of those introductory emails, they're like, we don't have anything, but we'd love to send you some product to try. When brands send you product, try it, people. <laughs> like, I understand, like, you want to finish. Like, for me, I definitely finish product before I, you know, go into the next one because it doesn't make sense, especially for skincare. Like, why do I have 10 concealers or 10 foundations open at the same time or 10 cleansers, like it's unnecessary and it's wasteful. So I actually take my time to go through the product and Mm. use it and see how I like it. And that makes my content more organic because then when I'm getting ready on Instagram stories or I'm posting a video of myself doing hair, you're seeing me use those products that were gifted to me. You're seeing me reoccurringly use it. And it's like, oh, she really likes it or dang, her hair turned out really nice. And then on top of it, the brands are seeing you talk about these products organically and then they circle back and say, Hey, I saw that you were really loving the We have this campaign coming up. Are you interested? And you're like, hell yes. <laughs> Girl, you see that I keep using it. My bottle's going empty. <laughs> exactly. So outside of like makeup and actually I want to circle back to the skincare, mm-hmm. not on the brief, but like in the last couple of gifted products you've gotten, like what's been your favorite? Oh my gosh. Like, like actual product under skincare? Yeah. Like it's so dry outside. I'm actually looking for a moisturizer. So like, can you reco me Ooh, a good I one? Wish you did. I wish you told me this earlier so I could pull out the bottle, but I know, I know exactly. Oh really? <laughs> yes, I know exactly. So first of all, I am makeup free today. All I have is a little powder on my brows and some lip gloss. Oh, God. I'm like full face. <laughs> Girl, I was going to give you full face. It just didn't happen. Yeah, you look beautiful. But, um, skincare has always been definitely one of my more popular areas to talk about on social media because my skin was so toe up a few years ago. I've always like gotten a pimple here and there throughout my life and you know, it's fine. It goes away. But then like a few years ago, it just like took over my face. I had all these dark spots. I had all these, you know, inflamed mm-hmm. breakouts. It was really terrible. I tried everything. And last year I finally just decided to go on Accutane. Hello. Why didn't I do that sooner? Because everyone scares you online to thinking you're oh, going to really? die from it. Well, <laughs> I did Accutane for eight or nine months. So now I'm a year off of Accutane and my skin's cleared up immensely. And then I've been doing so much work with my skincare a year later and people are just like girl we're seeing your skin is thriving what are you using so 
the skincare stuff I've been getting has been amazing. And I'm so happy for it because now I can talk to everybody about what's happening in the stores in Sephora, what's working. And I feel like people that have problematic skin who have been able to like, you know, find things that have helped their skin, like are so knowledgeable about like ingredients and formulation and what pairs well together. So yeah, I'm not a professional, but I can tell you my reason and, you know, the science behind why I chose these products and what worked and stuff. So for a moisturizer, especially right now, so Pharmacy just launched their ultra nourishing ceramide moisturizer. Mm -hmm. It has honey in it. It's amazing. So I actually had the opportunity of testing out this product before they launched it. And, you know, they like make you send it, sign like, you know, papers, like you can't talk about this beforehand. <laughs> but now it's like launched. So I can talk all about it. Yeah. yeah, they make you sign one of those. They're like, oh my God. I've been getting a lot of those lately and I'm just like, look, <laughs> I don't have time for this. But yes, Pharmacy has that amazing ultra nourishing moisturizer. It's like a mousse whipped consistency. Really? And it's funny because it's marketed towards people that have like drier skin types mm-hmm. because it's so nourishing. But honestly, I think it's well good for all skin types. I have combination more normal to oily skin type because, you know, combination doesn't just mean like oily, like you can be combination dry or oily. Yeah. So I have combination more on the oily, not as bad as prior to being on Accutane, but I found that this was a really good nighttime moisturizer for me. I prefer a thicker moisturizer in the nighttime Heavy. because that's when your skin, especially when you go to sleep, that's when it does its best work. So you just want to pump it up with all the best ingredients as possible. But then I started using it in the daytime and I was like, this isn't that heavy for the daytime at all because, you know, even though at first glance it looks super thick, when you put it on your skin, it goes on like a bomb and then it just, you know, it just lays on your skin and then just like slowly absorbs. And it's Mm. crazy because when I'm using it, it feels wet on your skin. So for me, I love this moisturizer because it's not just moisturizing, it's also hydrating, which you don't find normally in moisturizers because there is a difference between hydrating and moisturizing. Hydrating is to add hydration, water, liquid, and moisturizer is like a sealant to seal that in so that nothing comes in and nothing goes out. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot of people who have dry skin, they're looking for moisturizers, but it's like you got to hydrate your skin first and then apply moisturizer because if you're just putting your moisturizer on, then you're just locking in the dryness that's already in there and nothing else is getting in. I don't think I knew that. I think I was using those. A lot of people don't. don't know that. Yeah. I think I was all, I've been using those two terms interchangeably for a lot of 30 years. A lot, <laughs> a lot of us have. So that's where it comes to when I'm doing these sponsored posts because that one, I didn't have to do anything in feed. It was content that I was using for that I was creating for them to use on their platforms. But when I spoke about my Kate Somerville Dermal Quinn product, which is like Mm a, it's a spray. It's like almost like their oxygen facial that Kate Somerville is very popular for in a bottle. I talked about the difference between hydration and moisturizing. And that's one thing that I've been doing a lot in my skincare regimen after Accutane is hydrating. Like if your skin is hydrated, it's going to be at its most best foundation level to make all the rest of your products effective. You know, it like it's like at 100% restore and then everything else you do is just like a bonus on top of it. If your skin isn't hydrated, then everything else that you're doing, it's just, it's not going to work as well. Learning so much. <laughs> got to. This, this podcast <laughs> is not just for marketing and influencing and digital content. It is also for everything. It's literally everything. It's in between. I am multifaceted. I tell people this all the time, which is why I don't like to cater to one specific niche because I'm just like, 
Girl, I can't just talk about one thing. No, no. <laughs> so aside from like skincare products and like, or like beauty products, what other sort of niche or do you love to like to work with? What kind of brands do you like to work with? I know it's sort of lifestyle, but give me another like top two or top three industries that you like to work with. I'm tapping into hair right now because... I usually wear like wigs and extensions and stuff because I love them. But ever mm-hmm. since quarantine has started, well, actually since last year, December, I haven't worn a wig since last year, December. So I haven't worn a wig in a year, which is crazy for me. Yeah. <laughs> I love my interviews, right? <laughs> but it's funny because, you know, now that my hair is out and I've been showing it on social media, people are like, girl, you got hair on your head? Like, this is amazing. Why don't we see it more? So then people start asking me, like, what my hair care routine is. And normally when you see girls, especially black girls promoting hair products and stuff, you normally see the girls that have, like, the silky curly hair, Mm -hmm. the very long hair. Mm -hmm. And those are the girls that it's usually marketed toward when you're speaking of black women in the hair space, when just big hair care companies are promoting or marketing hair products to black women. So you don't usually see a lot of dark-skinned girls with, like, kinky curly hair, super textured hair. You don't see that or short hair. It's Mm -hmm. always these long, silky curls. And it's like, we all don't have that. So then we think the product's not marketed toward us. Right. Exactly. So then when I started showing my hair, and people are like, oh my God, your hair is so amazing. Like, you know, obviously the hairdressers are closed. What are you doing? I was like, oh, I don't go to the hairdresser. I only go there for haircuts, girl. We're saving these coins. Like, no, we learn how to do everything ourselves over here. So I started showing people, I did a video of what my hair wash routine is and it's very simplified, but at the same time, I'm educating people on the importance of properly shampooing your hair because a lot of us have been doing it wrong, including myself up until like quarantine when I learned like, washing your hair like two to three times with shampoos, switching up your shampoos, detox, and then using it moisturizing. It almost felt to me, it feels like the same game plan as like your skincare routine, but you know, for your hair. You wash your hair twice in the shower? Like, I do. Like, really? I start off with a detox shampoo because all the hair care products that I've been using, all the debris outside, the pollution, the dirt, because your hair is like fabric, especially like my hair. So it's collecting everything. So I need to wash that out because if my hair isn't properly shampooed, that conditioner, those hair products, again, it's useless. <laughs> You're just laying it on. So Slapping it on there. <laughs> exactly. So you want to make sure that you're starting on a very clean palette. So I start with a detox shampoo to get all that out of there. And then I go in with a moisturizing shampoo to put that moisture back in. And then I go in with my conditioner and then all that other jazz. Ooh, I'm liking this. So I feel like it's been working for me. I cut my hair at the beginning of quarantine. I feel like it's grown back past that already. And you know, at the end of the day, it's like healthy hair starts with a healthy scalp, okay? Mm-hmm. And clean hair. And same mm-hmm. thing with your skin, you know? Healthy skin starts with clean skin. A lot of us are not washing our face properly. And then we're putting on all these other products and like, why why isn't it working? Because your face is dirty, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I and it's like, why we- am I getting heat damage? Why yeah. am I getting heat damage? Because you didn't shampoo your hair properly. Like you still like, come on. Yeah. And I feel like these are all, they're not secrets, but no one's coming out and saying like, wash your hair twice or like mm-hmm. the difference between hydration and moisturization. And like, that's really why I love like following influencers and having conversations with influencers. Like that's why I love even like partnering with influencers because you guys have such like a strong education within that product or within that service or within like that industry that you can speak so highly and so well to it that you feel like 
yes, if you like that product, I'm probably going to like that product. Like you can put your influence on me and I will take it up. But I find that like that credibility, because like if influencers like, like yourself that are doing it right, like you're diving in, you're understanding, you're knowing everything that there is to know about a product and that industry that you could almost like, I feel like you could have your own business, like consultancy business or like launch your own products. Cause I'm like, I'm like literally dying. (laughs) I feel like I'm so much more educated because you really do. That's the purpose. It's like one thing I've like learned is like the importance of being in this space and the responsibility, you know, for me, it's like, I want people to leave this space and my part of the internet feeling either inspired, mm-hmm. entertained or educated in some way. And it doesn't always have to be blatant you in your face. I feel like it should just come out organically. And that's why it's important that when you do brand partnerships or anything that you're creating and putting out there like it has to be somewhat intentional and not intentional where it's like I'm in my room for an hour thinking about it and like heavily deep in thought no it's like no it just has to make sense for you mm-hmm. that's it just make it natural totally make it natural and then it just everything comes easy and it doesn't seem like you're selling or you're pushing or whatever you're just like I'm just talking about it because I really like it and people I really like it that. and this is why exactly and you can tell that you really like it because I'm like this right now. I'm like, okay, what's my next question? I'm like so engaged <laughs> with what you're saying. <laughs> because I've become a dermatological like skin influencer. Oh, cool. Apparently. That's what I'm doing now. Well, <laughs> I did it's a working for you. Yesterday. And it's funny because I did a virtual consultation that they're offering now to talk about that on social media. And I just did it yesterday and I haven't used any of their products yet, but doing the virtual consultation with the girl, she was just like, she was amazed. She's like, oh my God, you know, much of so much about skincare, like this is so fun and da, 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 da. And I'm just like, yeah, because like these products ain't cheap. First no. of all, like they're not cheap. <laughs> you gotta know so what you're going to be using. Exactly. Like my space is not like, this is not the yellow pages. Tanisha.cherry over here. My space of the internet is not the yellow pages. This is not a place for just ad placement everywhere. It's like, no, these are things that I love. I want to share with you guys because I'm a big believer that like, especially as women, like I want to glow up. I want you to glow mm-hmm. up. Like when girls stop me and they're just like, oh my God, I love your jacket. I'm the first person to say like, girls from Zara, I just got it a week ago. So they probably still have it. And I think they have a sale happening. Like I'm that girl. There's no secrets over here. I want us all to be flourishing and fabulous. But you know, then you have people that just put up these ads and it's like, it's why like, are you putting really up mean? an ad? Yeah. You know, just because they want the paycheck. And it's just like, yes, I am getting paid for this content. But at the same time, like, Come on now. It has exactly. to make sense. It has to make sense because well, one ad that does not act isn't natural to me, getting paid however amount isn't worth my community now losing trust in me and not wanting to talk to me anymore. It's like that friend. It's just not worth it. I'm not about to lie to you guys to <laughs> Oh, don't lie to us. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you guys to ruin our relationship and you guys don't trust me anymore. Well, that's no. just it. Like your brand credibility is everything, especially with it, with an influencing. And, you know, just going back to like the brands that you're working with, people understand that that credibility is there and that brand value is there because you're having actual intelligent conversations. You're not just slapping something up on Instagram and just like, thank you for the paycheck. Bye. You know, you're having that banter. We're on this podcast talking about like your skincare routine and like, it's just coming out naturally because, you know, I love talking about this kind of stuff, but it's, it's playing into my interest and it just comes out such an easy, it's such an easy conversation to have. And, you know, it just really does speak to the brand that you've built and, and what you've created because 
because people, it's not like I'm not selling to you. I'm not trying to influence you. I just like it. I just, that's exactly. You don't not, have to buy it. Yeah. You don't have to buy it, girl. I'm just saying like, I'm I like just, it. Exactly. And answering that's, questions over here. You know, and, and that's, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like you got, you must have got into influencing because you wanted to talk about these sorts of things and have a platform yes. to be able to do it on. Right. I've always loved social media. I've been that girl. I have been that girl that has had every social media platform down to MySpace when we were like coding and changing colors. Like like, who did we think we were back then? Oh my God. And Nexopia, you probably had Nexopia, right? Oh my gosh. I had Nexopia. Yeah. Remember when you had to like start paying to change the colors? Like, and then that's when like these like debit cards like were coming out. Yes. I had everything and I got onto YouTube when YouTube like first started, but I was just so, and people don't believe this about me, but I'm shy. I am a naturally shy person when it comes to environments that I'm just like, I don't know anybody here. Mm -hmm. I'm very shy. And especially when I was younger, like I was concerned about what my friends thought. And at the time is when YouTube like started, it was like when I think I was like 17 or 18, when I started like going out and stuff more. And I didn't want to, like, I used to watch YouTube videos all the time and I used to like record like little housewives reviews or like shows back then, like what I was thinking, but I wouldn't post them because I didn't want my friends to look at me weird. Can we, okay, do you have that? I still have the videos just for Kiki's. <laughs> me and my twin size bed in like my mom's house in my room, just like, so. I'm going to need to see these. Like I'm literally, I love, there's, I don't know if they still have it now, but there used to be like this docu-series called mortified nation and okay. it was just like regular people that would get up on stage and it would sort of be like a comedy experience like someone would come up on stage but then they would read their childhood journals and they would read oh out so this is like totally reminding me of that you? I do that all the time. I literally just read my old journal from seven years ago. And it's so funny because my best friend's so on live now. And I always like reread or we'll take pictures of our old notes from like junior high and high school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, what were we talking about? <laughs> oh my God. And it's just so emotional. And like, like the emo phase with like the black eyeliner oh, and like the pictures the where you're standing and looking down and like, honestly, Sometimes I'll look back, like I was even like, and this was just yesterday or two days ago that I was reading the one from seven years ago. And I'm just like, girl, you are so deep. So sad. <laughs> so sad. You're deep. You had feelings. I know. <laughs> and like, do you remember? So when I was in junior high and high school, we used to, there was like a special way that we would like fold the notes. Like I'd actually have to like. The triangle ones. The triangle. I still have them. Yes, those ones or the ones where it was like all the different sides of the triangles. So what me and my best friend used to do all the time is because, you know, every year they would give us like agendas, which I think is so amazing. They give us agendas like we didn't have to buy our own. We'd actually like write notes to each other in our agendas and just pass them back. Pass and them forth. back. Yeah, because then you'd go home and you'd be like, oh, my God, I have Chelsea's agenda. But there'd be a note from it from her in it. And you'd be like, oh, shoot. And your mom or your parents would be like, what's going on and but then <laughs> it, and they're like they're, yeah it's like so and so I like so and so who you had a crush on this person was like whatever oh my god I, just, I crack up I die Gen and it's Z so funny because this anymore like I feel bad that they don't get this like for all right, Camille's like the square notes <laughs> <laughs> yes that's exactly it all those like kids that missed out and like like last year, this year being pulled out of school and they couldn't write notes. I, my heart goes out to you guys. <laughs> 
I feel bad that they have to be in the house with their parents all day. Like, oh, who man. is trying to do that? No. But yeah, I've always been on social media and I always wanted to get into it back then. And I started, but I didn't dive in. And I wish I did because who knows where I would be now. No. But <laughs> but it's fine. Things happen when they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. But I really dived into it about four years ago. I moved downtown out of my family home mm-hmm. into my own space with a girlfriend at the time. And we got an apartment. We we're doing the whole roommate thing. It was cool. And I just felt like, okay, I'm moving into like the inner city because I had moved to Bridgeland at the time. And I moved into it and I was like, okay, now's the time to like come into my own. Like, you know, when you have like those deep awakenings, you try Mm -hmm. to be so woke. And I was just like, now's the time for me to live my life. Like I've spent all these years like traveling to the same places, Toronto, over in Miami, over and over again. Like there's a whole world out there. Like there's parts of Cali that I haven't explored. I see people going to these events. I see bloggers in the city. Like, what am I doing? So that's when I started the blog, chinchacherry.com, because I couldn't think of anything more creative. (laughs) And I think one of the first events I had went to was Park. I got like a VIP because I was just like, I'm going to spend 150 bucks and get like a VIP ticket. So I'm first row. It's a fashion show and just dive myself into it. I started following all these bloggers on Twitter and Instagram. Mm. And that's how I met Mr. Fabulous, who's like one of my mm, really good friends. Out. Isn't he? He's, he's, he's the best. Key. <laughs> Just he's one life. of my really good friends. Oh, and I love him. Yeah. And he was definitely a mentor for me because like the first time I hung out with him, you know, I was just meeting him because again, I'm an intentional person and I just like to get a feel for people. And so I'm just like, he's this amazing personality online. He's like, hey, let's meet for tea. So we did. We went for tea one day at David's Tea. And the first thing he asked me, he's like, so girl, what's happening with your blog? And I was like, Oh, is that what we're talking about? Okay. Like, I just want to see right into who you are, how you're doing. And then he just started giving me advice saying like, these are all the PR companies in the city. Just send, start sending them emails, introduce yourself, tell them if they have any events you'd like to, you know, go to them. And it just started from there and meeting people and connecting and then meeting people on online and connecting. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm at New York Fashion Week. I'm getting paid for campaigns and, you know, I'm sitting here negotiating contracts like, girl, who do you think you are? (laughs) That girl. Background. <laughs> that's, Hello. That's I try to tell my imposter syndrome when she kicks in. Oh, I hate those. I hate <laughs> imposter syndrome. I deal with it all the time. And you're just like, Me shut too. up. Like, get you out. You have to name it. You have to name it. Oh, so really? I've named mine. I. I've named my imposter syndrome Irene, and I will talk back to her and be like, "Look here, you hating." <laughs> blah blah blah. <laughs> like, you know what? You're asking me like, who do I think I am? Well, I am finessing, and I'm a scammer. And you know, if these people believe it, then I'm just gonna run with it. <laughs> I read that somewhere. I was watching a TikTok video because this girl's like, how do you deal with imposter syndrome? And she's like, if your imposter syndrome is saying like, you can't do this and who do you think you are? Don't take this campaign because a lot of us do it where we don't want to ask for a certain amount or we don't want to take it because we feel like we can't deliver. And I have to talk back and be like, well, if they think I can do it, then I'm just going to pretend that I can and roll with it. that's the whole thing. It's like, they're going to find out that you are a fraud. Like they're going to find out that you're imposter syndrome. It's like, you can't do this. And it's just like, okay, I can't, but it's like, no, it's like, okay, well let me be this fraud and go make this amazing content. And then when I deliver, I'm just like, wow, I I can't believe I did that. Like, I can't believe I scammed them. Yeah. Right. That's like Joanne the scammer. So that's my funny way of dealing with my imposter syndrome. Well, I, like, we all deal with 
with it. So. We all deal with it. And you just have to, like, you. I love that. I'm going to name mine. I'm going to name it some, I'm going to think about that. Name but. it. I helped Ryan name his. I'm not going to say the name of his, but it's really funny. He has imposter <laughs> syndrome? That's crazy to me. Yes, we all do. I know we, we all, all do, do. But and it's funny because I didn't know what that was. You just think that's just like your, I don't know you think it's just in your head and you're a crazy person or something like that, but we literally all have it. And I didn't realize I suffered from imposter syndrome until this year when I started Mm -hmm. hearing the label and we've been speaking about mental health a lot more and really talking about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, wow, that's literally me because sometimes I'll get a campaign and I don't want to respond to it or I'm hesitant or I'll lowball because I don't think I can deliver because they think so highly of me. Like today I opened an email for like a possible partnership and she was saying like, oh my God, that's so, like, I love your content. Like, it's amazing. Like, your life is goals and da-da-da. And I was, like, reading the email. My first initial was, like, I'm, who's this fabulous girl she thinks she's talking to? Whose email am I in right now? I don't think I should take this campaign <laughs> I because I don't, I don't think I can deliver. Like, what page is she looking at? And then I had to kick back in and say, Irene, girl, shut up. Exactly. <laughs> Get out of here, Irene. Oh my Get God. Out of here. <laughs> I mean, like you're totally right, but like that just speaks so much volume to what you've created and you have to know that. And it's so hard for us to yeah. actually like accept, like sometimes, you know, accept compliments. And I am in spin, which rest in peace for two weeks. I gotta bring it up. I'm going to come to one of your spin classes. Oh my God, please back open. You better front row. Well, from a distance front row, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I always, at the end of the classes, I kind of like, like, like to give people like a final thought or a word or a song or whatever. I love and that. I always would say like, cause we would get these compliments like good ride or whatever. Or like you're such an amazing brand or personality or whatever it is. And we were always shooting it down. And I said, don't accept a compliment to make other people feel comfortable. I'm not accepting it because we're thinking, oh my God, are they going to be uncomfortable because I'm actually owning it? Don't like do not 100%. Right? Like don't not accept the love that we're given because we think that if you do that you're making somebody else feel uncomfortable because that's not the truth. That's not it. You have to take it. Exactly. Um, me and Ryan were talking about this because we're like neighbors and we're also friends. And during the pandemic, we started doing this thing of doing like these 10 kilometer walks around downtown and like Mount Royal, like manifesting our dream homes. Being like, and that's mine. <laughs> exactly. And these walks would like last for two hours. So we're talking about any and everything, work, personal stuff. And I was like, you know, I opened up about how I was feeling like my imposter syndrome was kicking in hard when I had my picture in Cosmo magazine over this summer and I was telling him, he's like, girl, I'm like, you know, it's weird because I see people like getting the magazine, going to the page I'm in, taking pictures and reposting it. And I'm just like, I feel like a fraud because I'm just like, it's not like I'm on the cover or there's a whole article. It's literally just my picture and a quote. And he's like, girl, a lot of people can't say that they have a picture nor a quote in Cosmo. He's like, you are a Cosmo girl and one day you'll be in the cover. And it's just like, it feels so good to like be able to express that to someone and them to like be like, kick you right out of it. Because I'm like, you know what? You're right. Like who cares? Cover next, article next, things to work towards. And to not like say like, oh yeah, you're right. You know, and Mm -hmm. just like pushing you down. Or like, you know, making you feel less than or feeding into like Irene or that brat, that imposter syndrome, like great. I have no friends like that. I'm so thankful and grateful. Like literally they all, they're my biggest cheerleaders and I appreciate it so much. Oh, shout out to our friends. (laughs) 
Shout out to our friends. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I'm loving this conversation, but we are going to start to wrap up. I haven't asked you, I don't think one question. <laughs> you want to ask a couple <laughs> to get it out of the way? You know what? No, you know what? I actually will ask you one question and then we'll, one more question and then we'll wrap up. And my intern has a meeting with me in seven minutes. She's going to be like, stop talking on the live. <laughs> I would, last question I'm going to ask you is like, what is your number one tactic for building this community that you've built? I feel like the biggest thing is the first thing, because it's like, it goes in stages. The first thing is, you know, discovering what your purpose is Mm -hmm. with doing all of this. And my purpose was creating that safe space for women like me to come to for information, to share information and just like have that girl powwow, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was the first place. And then the second thing is creating those boundaries of transparency. So, you know, I have boundaries. My boundaries are all safety related. Other than that, I'm like completely transparent. It's safety related. And then also I respect the people in my life's boundary, you know, I have, you know, family members and stuff like that. Like they don't, they're not into social media. They don't want to be on this stuff. So I don't post them. You know, I can post my nephew all day and every day because my brother don't care kind of thing. You know, (laughs) I ignore my mom and post her against her wishes. (laughs) because it's it's entertainment and the people love it. And it's always Mm -hmm. like my most viewed stuff. Yeah, I respect the boundaries of those around me. And those are the first things. So when you figure out what your purpose is, and sometimes our purpose can just be a feeling. Like you just want to make people feel good about themselves. Like, or you make one people laugh or you want to educate people, whatever that is. And it will take time sometimes for us to articulate that into words. Like I feel like I haven't been able to articulate my purpose into words until just like a month ago. You know, so it does take time. Sometimes you're rewriting it. Sometimes it's three paragraphs and finally you get it down to a sentence. Like it just takes a lot of time. But once you have your purpose, everything else will come into alignment. So that's why it should always start with the purpose first, because then when you have brand campaigns or when you create content or when you debate whether you want to share something online or not, or you're thinking of a response to someone in your DMs, once you have that purpose, everything else just flows so much more easily. So that's what I tell people. Start with your purpose and it'll go from there. Like forget about aesthetics, forget about, you know, the perfect hashtags, forget about that. Just think about your purpose first and then everything else will be easier. Oh, I love that. So insightful. My gosh. Build that foundation. Absolutely. I'm so thankful for you joining me on this sort of like dreary Friday, but it was Friday the 13th, which I don't think I said. Ooh, I like my candles. I know. But I'm super happy that you were able to join me today on the live and on the podcast. This episode will be out in a couple of weeks, probably further into December, so we can relive all of this magic and the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City conversation I'm again. <laughs> we'll do another one. Yeah, well, I think we need a couple more. We need like a pop culture <laughs> one, and then we need to actually really dive into like the influencer know-how, but this is a perfect start. So where can our community and followers and audience follow you and engage with you? Let's lead off on that. You can follow me at Tanisha.cherry on Instagram. You can check out my blog at TanishaCherry.com. Also YouTube, Tanisha Cherry with an extra Y because YouTube's a hater. <laughs> and also my podcast, the pop culture and lifestyle podcast called the Cherry Lounge Podcast. And it's on all streaming services. So you can find me on there. If you're a creator in the space and you're trying to figure out how to reach out to brands, I have my most listened to podcast is my pitching 101 for creators. I recommend that's where you start. Anytime people send me DM messages now, 
that's where I tell them to go. Go to that podcast. It's about like a 17 minute podcast of nothing but jewels and gems of things that you can actually take actionable tasks that you can um, take from that. So definitely check out the podcast and send me a DM, say hello, tell me that you're listening and yeah. That's awesome. Well, we have officially spilt the tea with Denisha and we will talk to you guys in our next episode. Bye. Bye.